0: You know, sisters and brothers, I have, I've learned, I've learned that if someone tells you, wow, you are wise beyond your years, that you shouldn't take that as a compliment. Because actually, what they're telling you, wow, you're wise beyond your years, what they're really saying is, you're not as dumb as I thought you'd be. I remember one time, uh, 2004, remember the year? That was the year that the movie The Passion of the Christ came out, right? Many of you probably watched that. I don't know if you remember anything about the the, uh, atmosphere around that movie, but, boy, you had Christians who were scared to watch it. You had people who were worried that maybe it wasn't exactly true, you know, minute by minute. And you had people, it was very graphic to watch, and people were worried about having children. Why is this great turmoil around this movie. And I remember the church we were at, the senior pastor says, John, I want us to have sort of a, a round table discussion slash study about the passion of the Christ. Okay? So he puts the date down. We get everything ready. We tell everybody, go watch the movie whenever you can. Go watch it as, you know, groups or whatever. And then on this day, we're going to come together and we're going to talk about this passion movie. About three or four days before we were ready to have... Uh, This discussion, the pastor tells me, oh, I'm not going to be here this weekend. You're in charge. Now, 2004, I had gotten my calling a couple years beforehand. You know, I was still kind of new to the Christian stuff. This was going to be the first time for me in this kind of uh, environment. A lot of you don't know this. People tell me all the time, oh, I know on Sunday mornings you've got to get yourself ready to preach. Preaching's easy, y'all. Preaching's (laughs) easy. What what are you going to do? You're going to walk out? Right. You're not going to walk out. So I've got you here. Right. Whether you like it or not, I've got you. But teaching is a lot different. Teaching is actually pretty difficult in my book. So when I'm here early on Sunday mornings, I'm not getting ready for the sermon. I'm getting ready for my Sunday school class. You try keeping teenagers engaged for 45 minutes. It takes the miracle of the resurrection to do so. So here I was. This would be the first time I've had this kind of environment. And I know I've been through, at this point, I've been through other ministry um, settings where it was tough. I had a Sunday school class that one time had one student. And that one student was my wife. You think she's going to listen to that teacher? <laughs> but this was the first time in this kind of setting. And I'm getting a little nervous thinking, oh, my goodness, here's this kid going to go talk to all these church folk and you know how church folk can be right you know don't you whether they're in the valley whether they're on the beach or somewhere north church folk are all pretty much the same let me just tell you so we get to the sunday evening everybody they've gone and watched the passion and we've come and there's got to be at least 40 to 50 people there i'm thinking oh my goodness uh the pastor ended up being there by the way thanks a lot guy But we went through the study and, you know, I just started opening my mouth and things came out. And I remember in that church there was a a, a Sister Frances, right? Sister Frances was from uh, Mississippi. And, boy, she was proud to let you know she's from Mississippi, right? And she had the attitude to go with it, too. One of these ones that would tell you what you needed to know about you and about the world. Y'all with me? Y'all know a few Franceses? That's her name. I can't take any credit for that. And I remember we got done with the study. Last about an hour or so, and people were coming, and we were just saying goodbye and everything. And there's sort of a, sm- a line, and everybody wanted to talk. And I could see Francis at the end of the line, and Miss Francis would look at you like this. And so she's there at the end of the line. And she's looking at me like this, thinking, "You know, what, I'm just going to talk to you all night. So maybe she'll go home, okay?" One person, one person. We get to the end of the line. And here comes Miss Francis. Cause Preacher John, let me tell you something. I've known a lot of preachers in my life. I've known some that couldn't preach their way out of a wet paper sack. But you can teach us old people. You can teach us old people. Because us old people need to be taught. since uh, Sister Frances, who's no longer with us, she's on the other side of glory today, amen. She, uh, she gave me a lot of encouragement, taught me I don't need to be afraid to do anything in Jesus' name. But she also reminded me of something else important, is that um, we need to be taught. And not just as old people. Now, some of y'all are old people, I mean some old people. But as Christians, We need to be taught. Now, I would love to be able to suggest to you that every Sunday we'll come together, we'll sing some songs we like, we'll do some praying, and then we'll leave. You won't have to hear me open my big mouth at all. I'd love to tell you that we're going to do that, but that's not how it works in the church, unfortunately. Because what we know about Easter people is that Easter people teach. And here's why. We haven't always been Easter people. We haven't always been a people who have had a heart after God. We haven't always been a people who have been touched by the power of the resurrection of God. We haven't always been Easter people. Sometimes even Easter people haven't been Easter people. You all know, with me? Easter people. For them, the resurrection of God, the crucifixion, the the death of God's Son is central to their life. Everything about their life is built around what God has done for them. And if that's not true of your life, you're not being an Easter people. And so Easter people need to be taught because we need to be shown where our lives don't look like Christ is at the center of everything. And if you think, Man, oh, this is just a preacher trying to uh, justify his job, well, let me remind you about Acts chapter 5 again. You remember Peter, right, the apostle? He used to be a disciple. Then Christ rose from the grave, told him to go, therefore, into all the world. And as soon as Jesus said go, Peter and the others went from being disciples to apostles. Apostles go. And you don't just go and tell people about me. You don't just go and get people excited about me. If you remember the Great Commission, what Jesus says, you go proclaim and you teach them everything that I've taught you. I kind of wonder if today, you know, the the church, we, we, we we look at ministry and we think about how the church's influence has faded and how people kind of look at the church actually with a lot of disdain. We think, what happened? What happened? I guarantee you, somewhere the church stopped teaching. Maybe we had a few lessons, but we stopped teaching Jesus. We started doing small lessons to keep people entertained. We started um, doing small things just to get people to come back. But we stopped stopped teaching them the power of the resurrection and the forgiveness of sin. You say, well, I want you to understand about Peter and the others. This, This isn't the first go around with this council here, this religious council they had heard about Peter and the others teaching all this Jesus stuff. They locked them up. In the same chapter. You go back and read it. They locked them up, and an angel set them free. And once the angel set them free, do you know what Peter and the other disciples went out and started doing immediately? Teaching. Says it right there. They go out teaching again. These this council they hear, but these religious leaders they hear about it again. Bring them back this way. Look, we told you specifically not to teach your stuff in fact he says what does he say you have filled jerusalem with your teaching right i need you to stop peter because you're doing all your teaching and actually you're kind of making it look like we did something to your jesus and you know the words of peter right oh i love this i love this i love this Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than any human authority. Amen. Amen. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior, that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Here's what's funny about that. You might've overlooked it. Here they are. They're standing in front of a council that has the authority to send them uh, to death, potentially down the line. They're telling them to stop doing what they're doing, but Peter and these other people, other Easter people realize that they have been called to teach and nobody can take that calling from them. (laughs) He defends himself, but you know what he starts doing in his defense? He teaches. Let me repeat that to you. God exalted him, Jesus, at his right hand as leader and savior, that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. In one sentence, Peter not only defends what he's doing and why he's doing it, but in one sentence, he tells those people, you don't understand. So let me teach you that God did what God did and we're doing what we're doing because Christ came so that we could have repentance and the forgiveness of sins. Even in his defense, even in the chance that he has to escape everything that's about to happen to him, Peter still teaches. Because we need to hear and we need to learn. If we don't hear, if we don't learn God's way, we eventually start following our way. If you read through the book of Acts, there's only one way that matters, and that is the way of Christ. So as Easter people, you need to understand everything we do is about teaching people what God has done. I think it's unfortunate, though, you hear that and you say, you know what, that's right. Our kids need to be in Sunday school. We need to teach our children. We need to teach them in the way that they go so that when they are old, they will not depart from We need to teach, put our kids in Sunday school. It's funny how we adults like to do that sometimes, don't we? Let me ask you a question. Peter was talking to whom? Children or Adults. He's talking to a bunch of old people. You see, because even us people who have heard and reheard the message of Christ, even we need to learn again. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes we realize we haven't been listening at all. So Easter people teach, because that's what God told us to do. God didn't just say, go out and and make people smile, go out and brighten people's day. That's a part of reaching out. That's fine. But God told us specifically to teach what God has done for us. Oh, well, Pastor John, that's why we hired you. Pastor John, that's why we send people like you to school. Okay. That's fine. But we are all Easter people, aren't we? And so what I trust is that God gives all of us Easter people opportunities to teach. Pastor John, I haven't been to seminary. Pastor John, I don't know all those big theology words. Pastor John, I can barely even find the book of Acts when you tell me to look for it. You know what I want you to notice about Peter and the others? Uh, When did they go to seminary? How many big words do you think they knew? Understand me correctly when I say this. They were from some rinky dink town. They were out fishing when Jesus came along, found them, and said, I want you to follow me. They weren't prepared for ministry, they weren't trained in theology, they weren't concerned anything about big words. But God said, follow me. They followed him. And now these same people who probably feel some of the same things that you do about not being prepared, about not being worthy, about not knowing enough, they're being called to teach. Guess what, Easter people? So are you. Now, you aren't necessarily called to go teach theology. You aren't called to go teach um Always why bad things happen to good people. You aren't always called to teach the ins and outs of ministry. You aren't called to teach all these things that maybe you don't know anything about. You're called to teach, first and foremost, one thing. And that is what Christ has done for you. Did you hear Peter say anything else in his defense? The only thing he taught those people there was what he had seen Christ do he said we are witnesses of these things have you witnessed God's power at all in your life Then don't just amen in church go teach somebody go be honest with you know what I don't know all the answers to the world I don't know all the ins and outs of all the tough questions I'm confused myself, but all I can do is tell you what I have seen God do for me. That's what we teach. I know that can be hard. I know that can be embarrassing. What are people going to say and how are people going to react? And Oh, my goodness. We get so nervous about what's going to happen to us, so anxious about how other people are going to receive us. What they're going to say and the answers they're going to come back with, and I, and I get all that, trust me, I do, but if you continue reading in Acts five, you'll realize that you know, you'll read that uh, Peter and these other apostles, they make their defense, someone kind of speaks on their behalf in a kind of convoluted kind of way, and they let the disciples go. the apostles go, but not before they flog'. them Same thing they did to Jesus, right? Now, when it happened to Jesus, we get, oh, more praise the Lord. He did that for us. When it happens to the apostles, we just kind of read over it. But I want you to appreciate what they did. They committed themselves to what God had told them to do, and that was to go teach. And that when you teach, people will hear. People will learn. Sometimes it's going to cost you. They were sent out, and they were flogged, and then they were were released. But at the end... <laughs> Of chapter 5, I love it. We didn't read it today, but I'm going to read it for you right now because I want you to understand. After they get sent out, after they get flogged, guess what they go out and do again? And every day in the temple and at home, they did not cease to teach and proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. You know it's bound to happen. Somebody's going to say, "Oh, you're one of those religious people, huh?" Somebody's going to accuse you of of being one of those kinds of people. But let me remind you what kind of people you are: Easter people. Easter people who have been touched by the power of Christ's resurrection in our heart. And because of the things that we have seen God do in the world and what God has done for us, we can't help but teach others the same. Amen. Amen.